you are listening to the Reality Steve Podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Matt's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 219. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good show for you today. A very interesting one as we talk the challenge for the first time in God knows how long. And we are joined by Ashley Millionaire Mitchell. She got eliminated on Double Agents last week, but she is a two-time winner, and she is the winningest female contestant in the history of the challenge amassing over $1.1 million, hence the nickname Millionaire Mitchell. You'll hear from her momentarily. I don't have too much to get to. There was a lot that went on this week. If you heard my live, I'm sorry it didn't record. I know a lot of you have come to me and said, what's going on with Instagram? I I honestly don't know. I don't, but that's only the second time I believe in nine months that Ashley and I have been doing the Instagram live shows that it didn't save. And it was just because of God knows what reason. Just you press a button and all of a sudden something freezes or whatever. But unless this becomes a weekly thing where it doesn't save, probably just going to continue on that type of format, just doing the Instagram lives every Tuesday. But sorry about that. I wanted to mention something real quick. I was this this came to me as I was watching. Uh. TV last night. I was watching The Masked Dancer, and I've just become kind of hooked on that show. I thought it was silly at first, and it—I mean, it still is silly. But I, but I watch it, and I'm looking for the clues and all that stuff, and trying to figure out who these people are. And um, it kind of relates to my Bachelorette job, and you know, the whole job as the spoiler guy for Bachelor and Bachelorette. And I really mean this when I say, like, I've—you've heard me numerous times on this podcast just say, like, look. The spoiling aspect of The Bachelor and Bachelorette is what I enjoy the most. But I don't like to be spoiled in anything in my life other than this show. I don't read the end of books. I don't want to find out what happens on scripted shows, reality shows, anything like that at all. So my thing is just, it's, I was watching The Masked Dancer and I was like, the Bachelor, like I said, The Bachelorette is the only thing I care to spoil. And I'm watching The Masked Dancer. I'm like, if somehow, for some reason, I knew before The Masked Singer even started, I knew who every contestant was, Masked Singer or Masked Dancer, and I knew who all of them were, I wouldn't even spoil it. I wouldn't care to spoil it because I feel like that show is a little bit more, people would be more bothered by the spoiler of knowing The Masked Singer and The Masked Dancer before any episode even airs. And I was just like, that's kind of weird. Like I, if I had it, if I had it in my disposal, I wouldn't reveal it. Just something I was thinking about. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't want to, it would ruin, it would ruin. If it ruins it for me, I feel it would ruin it for a lot of other people. Um, bachelor and bachelorette doesn't ruin anything for me. Cause I just don't think the prize is that big of a deal. And it just gives you a, a different way to watch the show. If I gave you the winner of the mass dancer and the mass singer, there's no point to pay attention to any of the clues because you already know who it is. Like, okay, great. I already know who it is. 
But uh, I think giving the winner of The Bachelor and Bachelorette just gives you a different way to watch the show. But, yeah, I'm watching Masked Dancer. I'm like, I don't want to know. I like looking at these clues. I like trying to decipher things. I'm pretty sure the tulip is Charlie DeMillo. And who's the other one? I've already forgotten. But I'm almost positive the tulip is Charlie DeMillo. And the um, the first one, the cotton candy, I'm convinced, just like most of the judges, that that's an ice skater. So I think it's either Tara Lipinski or Christy Yamaguchi. I'm going to go with Christy Yamaguchi. But those are the only two that I think I'm pretty solid on. I don't know who the exotic bird is. I don't know who... What's the other one? Uh, the zebra. I, I thought it was Ian Ziering at one point, just because I thought they would want to put him on with... Brian Austin Green being a judge, but I don't think it's him anymore. And then there's a, there's one other one I'm forgetting. There's five left, but uh, I, I, you know, I don't think you'll believe me, but I was texting with a friend last night during the show, and I absolutely said that that's Vinny. I, the Vegas clue gave it away because I knew that Vinny um, did the Chippendales thing. Because when we had a reality Steve fan appreciation party in the summer of 2019 at the Rio Hotel. Where Chippendales is, when you get in the elevator, you see this giant shot of Vinny because he was like the quote-unquote host. Uh, Ian Ziering has done it. Jake Pavelka did it, I think, uh, for a night. But Vinny had a residency there, and I was just like, oh, it's totally a Jersey Shore person, and the Vegas clue gives it away. It's Vinny for me. So there you go. If you haven't watched The Masked Dancer, watch it. It's pretty funny. Anyway, uh, let's get going. I will say this. The recording with Ashley was yesterday afternoon. So we don't talk about what happened on last night's episode of The Challenge. If you didn't watch, uh, maybe mute for the next 30 seconds or so, but um, I'm going to go over who won. But basically, Jay and Teresa were voted in. Uh, Leroy and Casey had won the challenge earlier in the episode, and Leroy decided to go down and get his own skull, and he just wiped the floor with Jay on the same exact elimination that Ashley lost to Natalie on earlier this season where you're hanging upside down with the rope and you got to get across and back. So, uh, but Ashley, uh, get ready. Um, if, if you're offended by foul language, you might want to shut this podcast off uh, because I lost track of it with Ashley. And, but this is who Ashley, if you've watched the challenge, you know exactly how Ashley Mitchell is and the Ashley Mitchell you're going to hear for the next 90 minutes, pretty much the same Ashley Mitchell that you've seen on the show numerous times she is about as real as it gets she has zero filter and i love it so i hope you love this too podcast number 219 all right let's bring her in uh, i'm excited to talk to this one uh, you saw her get eliminated last week uh, for the second time this season on double agents however she is the most decorated female winner in challenge history having amassed more than $1 million in earnings, having won two finals on Invasion of the Champions and Final Reckoning. It is Ashley Millionaire Mitchell. Ashley, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on here. This is going to be fun. Uh, I've never had you on before, and I haven't talked to somebody from the challenge in probably six or nine months on the podcast. So it'll be good to get caught up uh, in challenge world. Before we get started... Challenge contestants, social media is like fire. Like there's always people throwing shade or downright calling people out. I don't keep up with it, but I know it goes on. You 
just went private on Instagram the other day. Did something happen? Why did you go private? Um. Oh, why did I go private? Only because Nelson told me I should because a lot of people, like, whenever we're airing, just shadow follow, which pretty much means they watch everything you do, but they don't actually follow you or like anything. Mm. So within one day, I got like 1,500 new followers or something like that. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay private for a while, but I'll go, I'll go back public. You know, I'm pretty bipolar, so it just <laughs> depends on my mood. I'm like, well, whatever. Okay. But, Nelson t- but then I saw today Nelson said he's going to go back public, so I'll probably just follow his lead. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if it was something that um- – trolls started to infiltrate your instagram no, or something actually, like that i didn't get too many trolls this season and trolls don't bother me really honey i've been the villain on this show for many a seasons so i probably have one of the toughest skins of anybody out there <laughs> okay let's go let's go back to where this all started because i think a lot of people maybe in the last i don't know five or six years that turn on the challenge and have seen you on the challenge probably just think that you came on on a fresh meat season or something like that i think people a lot of people forget that you were on the season of Real World Explosion. I remember you from that. And then, but that was not your greatest of times. Um, you were, <laughs> I mean, let's face it, you were a mess the first few episodes of that season. And, <laughs> and you're, a few and, episodes, the whole fucking time. <laughs> I was, I wish y'all would just, um, I would wish more people would forget about it. You didn't have to really bring it up, butthead. But <laughs> but your roommates, I mean, your roommates voted you out. What exactly? I mean, it was this was 2013. You were clearly. Well, that's not really what happened. If you want to know okay. behind the scenes, behind the scenes for real, for real. Well, no, they did vote me out. I mean, yeah. that was true. But I mean, production was begging me, begging me, begging me to come back before they took the little vacation on a boat trip. They're like, we don't care about that vote. Please, please come back. Like, honey, that wasn't the first time I walked off. I walked out of that house many a times, <laughs> um, and I would go. I would do like go partying with my friends and stuff for days and then just come back and that never happened on the real world they always kicked you off but i mean as a lot of people say i'm tv gold so they begged me this every time i left they would beg me to come back but then the last time i left i was moving to paris so i was like screw you guys i'm not coming back i hate all of you guys anyways so (laughs) so how did you how did you as you know Sign up. You go on a reality show. That happened to be filming in San Francisco where you lived at the time, correct? Yeah. I didn't know that's where it was going to be filming. They didn't tell us until like literally, I think, the week of or something. And I was so annoyed because, I mean, I was just still like a country that like I had not really traveled anywhere in the country or the world. So I was hoping it was going to be anywhere else, like besides the one city I freaking been to in my whole life, uh, you know, that I just moved to a few years before so i was like oh but yeah and that also didn't help me wanting to quit all the time because all my friends are like screw that those people are mean to you just quit and come back hang out with us we'll take care of you we, you don't need them They're like we'll actually buy your drink since like mtv is making you buy your own <laughs> <laughs> see i i was so confused because i was like how is this girl i mean we all know how reality works. you sign a contract you pretty much have to do stay within the parameters of what they want you to do. How were you able to just go out willy-nilly and do your own thing in San Francisco? I mean, I wasn't. They, I mean, I got in trouble a lot, and they, you know. Okay. They definitely told me I wasn't allowed to do that. I definitely ripped the mic off and just walked away. I mean, we were literally down the hill from, like, we were kind of, like, in the sketch neighborhood down the hill from where me and my boyfriend were living at the time. So I literally could just walk five or maybe eight, nine minutes, and I could be at our house that overlooked the Bay Bridge and everything. So... 
I would just like literally dip set and just go home. So you did. <laughs> so you didn't even have an ex at that time. You actually had a boyfriend. Was he set to come on the show? If you no, lasted? I actually had an ex. My ex fiance, who was like a professional skateboarder and a surfer or whatever, I had dated him a few years prior. He was the one actually set to come on. So I don't know how that would have been. I mean, we always got along. I think it would probably been better for me because like uh, fan wise, because people would have maybe seen my softer side and not just the crazy drunk the whole time trying to freaking murder everybody in there because I hated them. And I was felt like my back was against the wall the whole time I was there. But also, I mean, I probably wouldn't have moved to Paris because, you know, your ex and your your ex fiance and you living in a house together. I'm not sure how the boyfriend would have dealt with that. So, yeah. I say everything happened for a reason. It was really embarrassing, but I learned. I grew. I grew for sure. I tried to delete all the files at MTV, but obviously you guys still are. I'm never <laughs> so when you did that, and then you had that experience on Explosion, you were probably just like, I don't know. Did you ever think about? Well, I'll try it because it seems like you had a bad experience and you didn't like anybody involved. So what made you go? when they approached you to be on the challenge seasons to be like, yeah, I'll work with you guys again. Well, I had just moved back to the Bay area. Me and the boyfriend had broke up. I wasn't really sure, you know, cause I was already doing like promotional modeling and a little bit of acting here and there and stuff like that. So when they called me and like, I just got back to the U S and I was honestly sad and confused and scared. Like, fuck, I kind of have to start over at zero now. Where then they caught him that's like, oh, I can win money. I'm like, and it's competitive because I'm always grew up very competitive soccer, softball, national champion, cheerleader, gymnast. I mean, just anything you can think of, I've done. So whenever they're like, it's competitive and you can win money, I'm like, okay. Now you're talking my language. I don't care if I like the people or not. See, on the real world, you barely get paid damn nickels and dimes. I mean, literally, we were in the most expensive city in the country. And we were getting paid $300 a week, and they didn't buy our um, alcohol. Like, they'd buy our food somewhat in the house, not too much. And I think sometimes they'd give us a bottle of vodka in the house. I can't remember, but not much. And we were having to spend. And, I mean, the taxi cabs alone in SF were, you know, $20 to get to the club and stuff. And we'd have to get two or three of them. So, I mean, it's like always something. So, I was miserable. I wasn't used to living like that not having any money, like having to call my boyfriend and ask for money because I wasn't working for weeks. And I mean, I was not, had I didn't have enough money just to like relax, you know? And so I was like, no, that was one of another reasons I was out. I was like, yeah, I can't fucking do this. This is embarrassing. Like my bank account is not sitting right to get 300 bucks a week. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were what? Probably at that season, you were probably what? 25 at the time when that? When yeah, 24, that? I think. Okay. So you were... 24-year-old, freshly, somewhat freshly moved to San Francisco. Like you said, you probably weren't swimming in money at that point, and you're just kind of fish out of water. Yeah, I can barely pay rent. And then, uh, you know, then you're just thinking, okay, well, when I do get out of here, I'm going to pretty much be in debt, you know what I mean? If I stay the whole freaking how many ever weeks it was, four months or whatever, I'm like, there's no, there's just no way. And plus, I, I just couldn't stand the people, so... I mean, most of them, at least. Actually, me, Corey, and Jenny were the only ones, or Corey and Jenny were the only ones I got on with. So they make it seem like we were big rivals. But really, me and him were the only one that stayed in touch, like, a lot. Me and Jenny a little bit, but 
Yeah. Well, the first season they brought you on for the challenge was Rivals 3, and they put you yes. with Corey because they were like, oh, well, Corey was the one that was apparently the, well, de- the deciding vote. Rival. Or whatever. So yeah. thank God Corey was so fucking likable because he needed a rival because everyone got on with him. So it was great for me. And you guys weren't really rivals. They planted it as like, well, he was the deciding vote to send her home. That's why we're Yeah, gonna- he, they planted that he was a deciding vote and that when I was screaming at that girl, Jamie, I was screaming at him. But, like, we were all good and, yeah. Well, I mean, once we showed up and we found out we were partners, I think he was probably scared because he didn't know how I was going to compete. But at least we knew that we could get along with each other. Yeah. And, you know, like, like you said, I mean – the only memory he had of you from Explosion was a lot of like drunken that. nights and a lot of fighting. Mm-hmm. I mean, and yelling and stuff like that. So, Although I did that on Rivals 3, too. So. <laughs> I, I, I think even Corey even had a line about, you know, hey, Ashley's she's in great shape, but is she is she mentally ready for the yeah. challenge here? And, you know, you guys lasted, what, 10, 11 episodes on, on Rivals 3, right? You got pretty far on that season. Yeah, we did. I think it was 11. Yeah, I mean... I think we were there was only like five teams left when we when we went or yeah. something like that. So then moving on to your next season, which was Invasion of the Champions in Thailand, you um, four men and four women brought on, I think, episode whatever, five or so. And you guys joined the game um, or they did. Uh, you get to a final with Camilla and Nicole and the men are CT, Corey and Nelson. So going into that final of Invasion of the Champions, did you absolutely think that you were going to win, or was it more of a, it'll come down to what challenges I end up with with which guy? No, I'm pretty, like, you know, I'm I'm millennial, so not to be corny, but I'm all about the law of attraction. So, I mean, every night I would lay in bed, like, before I even made it to the final, and I would envision calling my mom and crying and telling her I won the challenge. And I just, I mean, I would literally lay in bed and feel like I was actually winning so much that I would start crying. Like I would literally like weeks and weeks before the final, you know, even started because the part of the law of attraction that really, you know, is supposed to kick it in high gear is not just thinking positive thoughts, but feeling the actual feelings you would feel. Like, Mm -hmm. let's say if you were sitting in the Corvette that you want or you won the challenge, so that's a kind of a technique that I have used often in both of my wins and my and my other final. Um, so, I mean, when I was waiting, you know, because they said the boy winners first and then third place. And once they said Nicole was third place, first of all, honey, I was, woo, because she told me I was going to get third place. So <laughs> I was like, ah, it really doesn't matter now, you piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding, but. I was so nervous. I mean, if you go back and watch, I can't stay still. I'm scratching myself. I'm swaying back and forth. I mean, I look like a crackhead. (laughs) I was so nervous, and it felt like it was, like, so stretched out. But when I won, I mean, I was so grateful, so happy. I mean, that first win is, like, that one I will always remember, and it's a different feeling than my second one for many reasons. But yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't say that I was that surprised. I was just very grateful. I mean, I dropped to my knees, I think, and just started bawling my eyes out crying. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, for those that don't know and maybe aren't familiar, if it's my, you know, my Bachelor fandom that that is listening to this, that final was, like I said, the, the three guys, C.T., Corey, and Nelson, and you, 
and Camilla and Nicole eat. There were, four, I believe, four legs. Uh, the first three legs you did each leg with a different guy. One was swimming from a sand barge to a, to solve a puzzle, and then you raced in the jungle for a mile, and then a ten mile kayak ride, and then the final. Well, the yourself. race was way longer than a mile, but oh, okay. <laughs> to get into the jungle, and then once we did that, it was like ten, eight miles, I think. But what was, was counting? What was your break? <laughs> what was your breakdown with? Because I don't. Re- I mean, I watched it, and I've seen every episode of the challenge for probably the last ten seasons. But my mm-hmm. recollection of certain eliminations and stuff like there's so many. It's just they mm, kind of all oh, run yeah. together. Who don't did worry. you? Who did you swim from the sandbars to solve the puzzle with? Oh, I was with Nelson, and honestly, you know, there's rumor going. That some well, there's rumors. Of course, it's the challenge. These yeah. fans are nothing but rumors. But that Camilla said that she would have won if she picked the right partners. Well, honey, let me tell you something. I didn't have the best damn partners either on the right days. Um, because the very first day I had Nelson and he couldn't swim at all. I had to wait in that water for him for probably eight minutes. I would say. I mean, I had enough. I have a very shy bladder, and I had enough time to pop a squat in the ocean and pee with like all the cameras on me and screaming. So I know that it sounds pretty basic, but for me, that is a big deal. And it tells you how long I was just squatting in that water. So if you go back and y'all see me squatting in the water, you are actually watching me pee myself. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, But uh, so, and then he didn't know how to do any fucking puzzle. We already saw that coming from a mile away. So, I mean, he didn't help me. I mean, paddling back, yes, obviously, but, I mean, anyone could do that. My second day, I had CT, which was amazing because he um, is great at puzzles, but, honey, I'm great at puzzles, too. And the reason I got CT the second day was because I knew, like I knew, like I knew that it was going to be eating on the second day, mm. right? Because I just had these weird intuitions, and I know, and it just made better sense, like, for me when it comes to TV, so I was like, okay, I have to have CT as my partner in the second day. So I kind of put in his head, they don't show this the night before, that Nicole wasn't a very good eater throughout the season for our team and stuff. I was like, yeah. And I was like, and I'm uh, pretty sure tomorrow is going to be eating. He's like, yeah, me too. I was like, well, it's just something for you to think about. And so the next day he picked me. Well, the damn thing was, Steve, that we couldn't help each other eat each other's plates. <laughs> so I had to eat mine, and I got the big-ass bowls. Because the other two looked hella fucking gross. So I was like, I can eat these worms and crickets. Fuck it. These aren't that bad. But it was so many of them. And my mouth was so fucking dry. And all they would scratch your throat. The crickets going down. Ugh. So he didn't get to help me on that part. And then we have to balance on this tightrope. Uh, like climbing up the side of this mountain. And CT's big ass. You know, he ain't ba- he's not no damn ballerina. I mean. Yeah. He might be a beast, but he's definitely not a dancer or ballerina. So us getting up there, that's we timed out. And he even said that was my fault. You know, he says it to the interview afterwards. And, you know, I feel bad because I really fucked Ashley over. You know, she I would have been able to do that. I was a gymnast and a cheerleader and everything. So but I just try to stay positive and I wasn't I really wasn't even angry at all. I was just like, let's just get back to work. You know, in the final, once you get in your head you're screwed. You just got to keep on chugging and just head down and just keep pushing because anything can happen. Like people getting lost or anything. People can't figure out a fucking puzzle, anything. So you just got to keep on chugging. So I was like, oh, well, you know, let's just keep on going. And then we finished that um, puzzle. Then, then we had a puzzle at the end and CT killed it. But I knew how to do that puzzle too, actually, because I've played it all the time growing up. It's a little game that they have at the Cracker Barrel. 
But anyways, so we bo- <laughs> I know this is such a redneck thing, but whatever. Anyways. <laughs> oh, <laughs> West the- Virginia girl. There it is. I know. What are we going to do? It's so annoying. Okay. But so then the last day of that final, I had Corey and he was already in last place so much that he was completely checked out. So, like, he literally was just doing it because we're friends. Like, he was just pushing because we're friends. But, I mean, if you know you're going to get third place no matter what, you're not giving your 100%. You're fucking exhausted. You haven't ate in three days. You have barely slept, but maybe an hour or two. So, it's like, no, I know he wasn't. So, I mean, I don't think I had the best partners each day either. Okay, guys, let me talk to you about Apostrophe, prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their acne seriously. Prescription acne treatment really works, but it's hard to get. You have to take time off work to see a doctor, sit in line at a pharmacy for your medications, until apostrophe. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board-certified dermatologist online who get treated immediately and your medications are delivered to your home. Simply fill out Apostrophe's online questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history. Then just snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored just for you. Best part is that Apostrophe offers topical and oral medications so you can treat your acne from the inside out and the outside in. Apostrophe treats acne and they also help you hit your other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. For me, it's more about redness and dark spots. Not worried about wrinkles yet. Too much. Knock on wood. Um, But that's what I tried with Apostrophe and they sent me some medication and and my redness has really, really gone down. And I usually, it usually happens during the winter seasons because my skin dries out. But Apostrophe has worked wonders for that. Get $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash Steve and use our code Steve. This code is available to only our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash Steve and click Begin Visit. Then use the code Steve at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash Steve and use that code Steve to get your dermatology visit for $15 off and we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast. During Invasion of the Champions is when your whatever you want to call it with Hunter started. Um, (laughs) Or boning. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Is that what you're looking for? I mean, yeah, if that's what you want to call. I didn't know. Like, well, that was my question: is what was the nature of your relationship with Hunter during Invasion of uh, Champions? Was it just hooking up? It was a very, it was very up and down. Like, we were definitely just friends. I mean, at first, I think he was kind of wanting to be a little bit more, but I'm like, listen, you live in the country in Florida, and I live in San Francisco. Like, you're a country boy, and I'm a hippie stoner. Like, we're just so opposite. You're Republican, I'm Democrat. Like. You know what I mean? Everything about us that are opposite could be like in the challenge house, that type of stuff works because you don't think about the outside world. You know what I mean? You're literally in a bubble. So, and I'm, you know, obviously smarter than most of these fucking people in this house. So I I know not to like when something's not going to work, like obviously, you know what I mean? Like, so I was like, no, like this would never work. So, but we were friends, but we would get into fights him and I a lot. So like it was already kind of, it was already kind of dangerous, and there was just a lot of um, sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was obvious. <laughs> That's pretty but much all. when you say you guys were what did you what were the type of things that you guys actually fought over? Was it out, outside real world stuff? 
Pilot? No, it was mostly just like the challenge stuff. Him okay. always, I think, and it was the same with the final reckoning. Like because me and him have always been in alliance together, um, and up until final reckoning. So, but it, the boys sometimes don't think very smart. So me and Shane and Sylvia, we have to literally sit down. Like even on final reckoning, a lot of times with our partners, you know, her partner was Joss on final reckoning, mine Hunter, sit down and be like, no fucking listen to what we're telling you if you want the numbers to do the right thing we know what what to do just listen and they have to you know what i mean we have to literally write it down on a piece of paper to explain it to him so stuff like that and stuff like maybe he just didn't want it to do that i'm trying to tell him it would be best for his game and i think mostly stuff like that and probably a few little drunken fights i would suppose Uh, yeah but all the while, the, but, but all the while you're sleeping together. So yeah, it probably makes it a little bit of a different dynamic. You're just like, yeah. okay, okay. So when you sign up for Final Reckoning, you and Hunter end of the game as mercenaries and show up around. I think that's episode seven or so. At that time that you guys started your series, uh, you know, come on, I think it was episode, episode seven, four, but okay. What was your what was your relationship at the time with Hunter when you guys entered <sighs> Final Reckoning? Well, we really hadn't talked too much. I don't stay in, like, close contact with anyone, really. I mean, like, I have, a you know, my friends from my childhood and stuff, but I'm constantly traveling, constantly busy. So, yeah. I mean, for me to talk to somebody every day or every week, even, like, good friends is pretty rare. So, I mean, we weren't really that much in contact. I think we hooked up at the reunion of Dirty 30, um, you know, a few pictures back and forth here and there. <laughs> but, I mean, besides that, I mean, I don't think really anything. But when we got there, we were still allowed to have our cell phones because we traveled alone, which usually isn't how it works. Yeah. But from where the cast was already there. So when we were in our hotel rooms, he did send me a message asking me to come over to his room. But I just pretended like I was asleep because, to be honest with you, I just kind of, like, lost interest in him for some reason. I mean – I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like that anyways. I'm just like, mm, I don't really think I'm trying to hook up with him this season. Okay. And so, I mean, yeah, I just wasn't like into it. So I didn't, I just pretended like I was asleep. And so the next one he's like, I messaged you last night. I'm like, really? I didn't even, huh, I, don't, what's the, I guess this phone in South Africa. I don't know. So once you get on the show and you guys are a team together, was it miserable just being with him the whole time or were there good moments there that we maybe didn't see? No, that was literally, which is weird because him and I always have like a fun, joking relationship. Even after we fight like, a few hours, we're both very, very stubborn. Like it would just go back to normal. But he was so trying to act like king of the castle or king cock or like impress all the boys or because once he found out about me and Kyle, he said it was because I'd lied to him or didn't tell him about it. But like, I don't need to tell you who I'm fucking or not fucking. You're not my dad, my boyfriend. You're nothing. You know what I mean? Like, or friend. So, like, it was really none of his business. But he said that's the reason he was so mad at me all season, didn't trust me, and didn't want to talk to me. But, I mean, throughout the season, if he said anything to me, it would just be that, you know, I never work out or that I'm not going to be able to do the final, even though only thing he did was lift weights and he died in the running, which I told him he was going to, but no one listens to Ashley. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. um, you know, or just complete silence. Like that one when we were hanging off the cliff at heights, um, you know, hundreds of meters above the ground or whatever, he won't even speak to me at all. So it was like, it was so weird. I was like, he had so much animosity towards me the whole time. 
And I wish he just would have let it go. I mean, even when we were at the club and stuff, he wouldn't even talk to me like nothing. So the whole thing, like the whole time was just miserable. I'd spend, that's why when I said my little speech, honey, people were like, she sounds like she had the planned out. You damn right I did. What do you mean? I fucking had practiced that every single night in my head when I laid in bed. And I was like, I mean, I didn't know I was going to have the opportunity. But I told Sylvia and Marie, I said, if I have the opportunity to do what Johnny Bananas did, I swear to God, put it on the Bible, put it on my mom's life, put it on my head. I am taking the money. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd already told everyone a million times. So if I wouldn't have, I would have looked like a real pussy and my mom would have killed me. So, <laughs> Did you ever, was there ever a time during Final Reckoning where you and Hunter did hook up or no? Nope. We didn't hook up one time, not even kiss or nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of you kind of answered my next question because what I was going to say was you know you get to the you and Hunter get to the finals and um, TJ announces the better performer within the winning team will have the decision. I already knew that team. too. I already knew that too because oh you knew it was coming. Hunter fell off the helicopter, so he got points detected then with the eating part that didn't count because we were all we were both eating from all the plates. Every team was doing it like that, and then the running I beat him on the first run by. I think three or four minutes in the second run by probably five minutes or more. So I knew like there was no way in hell he was going to be able to catch up with me. But when TJ announced it before you guys even started that final challenge, the second he oh. announced it, you knew there was oh. nothing Hunter could do to redeem himself, right? You knew you were taking oh, the no. man. Well, duh. I mean, we're already at the fucking final. I've been putting up with him for um, eight and a half weeks or something. Yeah. Hell no. And he looked right at me and put his arm around me. I was like, he was like, we would never do that. That is just, and I'm like, <laughs> don't put we in the same sentences. You haven't used the word we all season long. So there ain't no we now, motherfucker. I didn't say that, of course, because I'm still trying to play cool in case I don't win. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. sure, buddy. <laughs> now, he has said, okay, if Hunter was the better performer between the two of you, he has said he would have split with you. He's a liar. I was going to say, you, do you, do you believe you, him? If you believe that, <laughs> then you believe like half of Donald Trump's tweets or something, because that is just so idiotic. Like, and I think almost 95% of all humans, even if it was <coughs> someone that you got along with, I mean, even um, Polly, he said the same thing. He's like, I love Natalie and I might've broke her off some because I do love her. But I would have fucking took it to you. And whoever says they wouldn't have, I mean, obviously you haven't been put in that decision. I mean, very few people in this world have. But really think about it. I mean, even I sometimes think about what if it was like Amanda or Sylvia and I had to decide to split between them. Yeah. That would have been hard because, I mean, I still love my family over everything, you know, and I've done a lot. I've been able to do a lot and still can help whenever I need to, you know, I have the ability to help my grandma, my mom. I mean, I've had three funerals in the past few years and things like this. So stuff like that that I'm able to do. And, you know, friends are nice, but most time they don't last forever. But sadly, my crazy ass family, I'm not getting rid of them. So, (laughs) but I mean, if it was Sylvia or Amanda, I would like to say, yes, I would have split it. 
But honey, sometimes I think about if there's a bloodlines and my sister comes on, would I split the money? Because honey, I think sometimes I wouldn't even <laughs> split it with her ass. I'd like, nah, you can just bar- you can just come live with me. We good. <laughs> so is Hunter's whole take from that? Obviously, I, I, what is your relationship with Hunter since then? And anything? <laughs> Does he still hate mm-hmm. you because of what you did or no? Well, I mean, I don't blame him if he does. And I suppose, um, you know, he really is a tries to be, I think, I think that season he just was so egotistical. Like, I don't know, the, the kind of the boys will be boys kind of thing kind of took over him, I suppose. Mm. The, I don't know. He just really, when I look back at it, it just really wasn't, isn't who I knew him as. And then the next season on 33, we did it together. And went against each other in elimination. But before that, you know, we have to film stuff for MTV.com and People Magazine and la dee da da um, So the first, like, two or three days are photos and stuff like that. And he actually, like, we were all, like, a bunch of us were laughing on the bus. And he walked by and even smacked my butt. And I was like, <gasps> like, oh, my God, are we going to be friends again? Like, not friends, but, like, um, I just, of course, no one – it wasn't a good feeling doing that. You know what I mean? When I took the million, I wasn't like, ha, 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 fuck you, motherfucker. Well, actually, that is what I said. I was going to say that. You did kind of rub it in his face. <laughs> uh, well, no, I was actually just saying it to, like, the universe. I was just oh. saying it to everyone. Well, I said that when him and I got the first place, not when I got the first place. But um, I was just kind of saying that, like, to the world, to, like, yes, you motherfuckers, you know, the boys. Because, you know, the boys kept making fun of the way I compete and all this. It was just so... Nice, but believe me, when I had to tell, or you gonna when TJ asked, are you gonna split the money? It was, I mean, I was not happy about it. It was that's why that first win is almost better because it was just pure elation. And the second win, it was a double-edged sword because I mean, of course, I was freaking happy as hell. I just won a million dollars. I was grateful. I was shocked i was literally in shock but i also had to break someone's freaking heart literally i mean that's got to be worse than any heartbreak i mean a lot of people don't love money the way i love money but honey that's that's worse than any heartbreak i've ever had i was gonna say like he you know it's a million dollars and he gets nothing now obviously those that know know you know the contestants get paid to to be on the show but it's nothing near what he would have collected if you split the money with him so Mm -hmm. yeah you get nothing um it, I mean, we, I've had this discussion before. I mean, I've had bananas on uh, in the past, and we talked about the decision with Sarah. You are clearly someone that is in the side of, you know, you know, I would, I'm all for myself. I wouldn't, you know. And then some people were like, you know, bananas for the longest time. It was banana was cursed. He would never win again because of what he did to Sarah. <laughs> and then obviously they got changed last season. But um, I thought it was interesting. Like I didn't have an I didn't have an issue with what bananas did. I certainly didn't have an issue with what you did with Hunter, especially. Like because your in relationships Hunter was with your relationship with Hunter wasn't like this close bond and you guys you know rose up from the ashes. It was just like okay, you're just a person on the show with me. Like I, yeah. I, I get it. Um, now the thing I wanted to move on to and, and not spend a, t- a hell of a lot of time on, but I want your opinion on it is what was your overall opinion on the champs versus stars seasons? Like what did you think of them? Um. I mean, to do them as a contestant, freaking love them. Well, the first season was a lot of, we get paid more. We get our cell phones. We get put up in fancy hotels in LA. Mm -hmm. We get fed from the fancy restaurant, like in the hotel, wherever we're at. So honey, 
we're treated like actual celebrities. I mean, it is nice. Well, the first season we were working really hard because I guess they just didn't have it. They, they didn't really know what they were doing yet. So, yeah. I mean, we were doing elimination and, um, I mean, sorry, challenge and elimination sometimes the same day and then going to work again the next day. And I was in every elimination and the captain of the team each time. So, I was black and blue, just beaten, and ooh, I was exhausted. But once they, they started getting used to it, the third season, honey, let me tell you, me, Tony, Shane, freaking CT, frick, um, Brooke Hogan sometimes, Kayla, Kayla's boyfriend, Mikey P, we'd be going out literally damn near five nights a week. I mean, we were going to West Hollywood and I don't even know how we look as half as good as we did. I mean, we don't a lot because we would be coming in at five or six in the morning, freaking wasted and have to be up by 8 a.m. And they didn't, they didn't, they allowed it or you guys snuck out? Well, during transfer stars, we don't have security like that. We're just up in the hotel. So yeah, we can do whatever the F we want. I mean, one time before, uh, a nomination Shane came in and he was so drunk they didn't show half of it but he was so drunk he brought his comforter down with him he fell over in the restaurant he told Mike the Miz to suck his asshole like as a joke but like it was so inappropriate we're like oh my god the stars like Drake Bell and that little one that dated J-Lo they're like Casper oh, yeah, they're Casper. looking at us like they're like these people are fucking crazy. I'm like, if you only knew, buddy. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I mean, watching it as a viewer, first off, the challenges. You know, I mean, if you're a fan of the challenge and you're like, okay, spinoff show. I mean, what you did, the the competitions that you did on Champs vs. Stars, just doesn't even. It doesn't no. even match up to what we I see had on the, the stars challenge. Stars complain about it. One time, Drake Bell fell on his mic like cut his back a little bit and he's like this is so dangerous i landed on my spine one time uh who was on that was a little bow wow a little romeo well, it was little romeo i right? got confused on the bow wow and the romeo thing <laughs> sorry little romeo i think and uh he got his head hit by one of the boys playing basketball in one of the competitions he called all of his security guards like and uh, like them they almost beat zach up like yeah, the stars lit. I mean, and these are all washed up celebrities. No offense. Sorry if they hear this, but they fucking are. Um, I'm just a reality TV trash, so don't take it personal. Who cares what I say? But uh, <laughs> they literally, like, some of them were just so full of themselves. And I'm like, listen, if you didn't need this gig, you wouldn't be here. So stop acting like you are freaking jay-z with billion dollars in the bank okay you need this money just like the rest of us so shut up and smile and jump off this goddamn building (laughs) (laughs) are are you glad that it's kind of they've like did you know it was like okay champs versus stars is not going to be a a thing that's going to continue for so long only just because the stars didn't get into it as much and i like that when it was the pro athletes but the thing is, like, when you're a pro athlete, let's say, like, track, that's all you're focused on is just running, running, running. And then we get to the final and they have to, like, eat a cupcake and they're, like, acting like it's the end of the fucking world. Like, oh, I'm going to vomit. I'm like, try eating cow brains, bitch. Yeah. My God. But um, I didn't know if it was good. I didn't think it was going to end so soon. And I wish it didn't, honey, because we get paid pretty freaking 
Yeah, it's good money. It's fun times. You literally are just hanging out with your friends. It's not as serious because you can't win money. You know what I mean? And if they do it like, you know, we can, like last time, I think, we could like team up on the stars and get them all out one by one and keep our paychecks. So it's, it's fun. And getting to meet some of these like old celebrities like Drake Bell from Drake and Josh and I mean, Brooke Hogan has, like, actually became a friend now. She's an, just an amazing human. But, you know, a lot of the people that were on there, Sean Johnson, the Olympic um, uh, gymnast, and mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool. I mean, of course, we can all say that that doesn't matter, but it's always cool to meet those people. <laughs> or, like, little mama, you know, like, my lip gloss is popping. Like, that was my jam in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I just, as a viewer – I was just like, we watched the challenge because we love the fact that you all live together and there's hookups and there's fights, and we didn't see that. The Champs versus Stars was just basically the competitions, except when you had to, de- you know, deliberate for stuff. I think well, as a viewer, like we want to see you live together. Even I feel like the real challenge now is pulling away from the house drama, the hookups, the fights. I mean, there were so much hookups and fights this season already that you guys haven't seen that it's like mm. they're trying to just focus, I feel like, on the competition, if you haven't noticed, I mean, there was so many crazy stuff that happened in the house the past few since, honestly, since War of the Worlds one, War of the Worlds two, they went back and showed some of the drama. But since War of the Worlds one, they've really cut back on showing a lot of hookups and even some fights, mm-hmm. <laughs> a few fights, to be honest with you. So I know that they're not freaking, that's not like, what they're focusing on. I think they're trying to change it. And that's just my opinion. Guys, one last advertiser for you here. Keeping your body in shape is important, but it's also important to keep your mind sharp. Leveling up my focus with Word Forest. Word Forest, my new favorite game. It's a word puzzle app, and it's free. Word Forest is an app made for word search addicts. Connect letters in any direction to form hidden word matches. It has over 2,000 levels, so you never get bored playing. It starts easy. But then it gets harder as you get better, which you inevitably will if you play it as much as I have. It's fun. Find as many words as possible to earn bonus coins to uncover hidden words. Word Forest is a relaxing game with a nature setting. Great way to keep your mind sharp and grow your vocabulary. Put yourself to the test in this fun and addicting brain game right now. Word Forest is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. It's a really fun game. I like words. I like big words. Is that my Olivia Caridi impersonation? What was her line from her season? I like big words. Yes, that's me too. Me and Olivia, we're the same person. I like big words. Uh, and word, uh, word for us is a lot of fun. So stop mindlessly scrolling through social media. Keep your mind sharp. Just go to Apple or Google Store and search for Word Forest. Download Word for us for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. Well, let's talk about double agents because that is the show that's airing right now. Um, we are actually recording this before um, Wednesday night's episode, so uh, we're not going to have anything. I, I'm not going to be able to talk to you about anything that happens in Wednesday night's episode, um, even though you're not on it. But you were on it this season. You got eliminated by a, you know, I, I, technically we have to call her a rookie because it's her first time on a challenge season, but anybody that watches <laughs> – Reality TV yeah. is very well aware of Natalie and <laughs> yeah. how no badass she is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, she's a rookie by, by definition of what the word rookie means, but we all know that this girl is a dominant force when it comes no, to challenges. This is the way, like, all the vets that walked into the season, there were the rookies girls, 
And then there was Lolo and Natalie. Yeah. You know what I mean? The good girls. Like we would call like Lolo, Natalie, and Teresa the good girls. So when I first walked in the house, Natalie pulled me aside and said us four needed to work together. So I was like kind of surprised when Teresa put me down the second time, but yeah. we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there momentarily. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so Double Agents starts. It's kind of a – it's, you know, during the pandemic, you guys go out to Iceland. I'm sure you guys were getting – you know, quarantine and getting tested. Like how many, how many nose swabs did you get in the time that you were out there? <laughs> well, when we first got quarantined for 14 days in LA, we got two tests while we were quarantined there. Then we landed in Iceland. We got um, tested there. I think we stayed a night in a hotel. I don't remember when we first stayed in Iceland because I took a lot, a big sleeping pill to make through that flight. So I really yeah. don't remember my first day in Iceland. People were like, oh, uh, I'm at that hotel, uh, that hotel we were at. I'm like, what hotel? Like in Iceland? I'm like, we didn't stay at a hotel. They're like, oh, God, Ashley, go, go seek help. Yeah. Anyways, um, so then um, – Sorry, I go off on tangents. Anyways, so then we get into the house, and then we only had it like twice a week for the first week. But then I guess um, a couple more cases were caught in Iceland. So then we had to do it every other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, th this is something I've always been curious about. <clears throat> Obviously, a lot of the people in the challenge fraternity, all the contestants, you know, talk or see each other online and stuff and Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. When you're heading out to double agents, are you pretty much aware of who else is going to be on the season? <laughs> Fuck, if you follow the right T pages, you can know who's going to be on yeah. the season. But yeah, I mean, I pretty much know. And Are you, you building pre-show alliances do, knowing I that? I never have. I never have. What I will do is like maybe contact, like contacted Cam because we were on quarantine, you know, or maybe even just say, oh, am I going to see you in a couple of weeks or something like that? But I never have sat there and made – because you really – I don't at least like to go in there thinking I know the way things are going to be because that's just – you don't know who your partner is going to be. You don't know how the voting's going to be. You don't know how – You didn't know, you know what the format was going to be for that. Yeah, you don't know who's going to hook up with who the first night and change everyone's alliance. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that can happen. And also, I just think when I'm out of the house, unless I'm doing a podcast or talking about it for fun – I don't want to stress. Oh shit! Sorry. I don't want to stress myself out and start already plotting and planning and thinking, honey. I'm in that house for ten weeks. If I, you know, if I make it to the final and, and lucky, um, but those ten weeks will take it out of you. I mean, even if you're in there for two or three weeks, the anxiety, the pressure, the, I mean, uh, all that stuff. It's kind of hard to just walk out of the house and come back down from it because it's twenty four seven plotting, thoughting everything yeah. so it's like it's hard to for me at least to keep my sanity i try to just separate from it yeah and and there are people that are opposite of you that are totally pre-planning and oh most and, people yeah yeah most people but i mean we definitely see like believe me when we were in quarantine in la um you know me and cam are messaging and i'm like oh look here's these uh here's a puzzle game so i sent her and leroy a puzzle app for us to practice our tenant because they kept they gave us our phones in the hotel yeah and so she's like oh my gosh have you seen anybody that's been quarantined we really weren't allowed to leave our rooms at all but when we were getting checked in i was like i think i saw that girl Teresa, and she's like who is she i don't and so you know we're doing that and then we're seeing what the spoiler pages were saying i'm like mm -hmm. what the fuck 
fuck? I'm like, who the fuck are these girls? Lola freaking Jones? I'm like, and then there was this girl from Titan Games that was supposed to be on there. I think her name was Brianna or something. And that girl was a brick fucking house. I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, baby. No, baby. That ain't gonna work for me. Where, where are the girls that like to drink wine? And, you know what I mean? Like, what the hell? These girls are definitely drinking protein drinks and that is it. <laughs> Well, is there a reason? I mean, I maybe they just decided to back out or whatever. And I thought I remember reading those spoiler pages at the time in terms of because I don't care about finding out about Cass. I don't want to know the spoilers of the ending, but I I'll, I'll look at those pages to see who's set to be on the next season or who they're thinking about and stuff like that. But I guess I was surprised that the defending champions from the previous season that Johnny and Jenny, you know, Bananas and Jenny weren't on this season. But I thought I had read that they were quarantined. Did they just not get? Chosen Johnny, Johnny was not quarantined. I think oh, Johnny wasn't? knows. Okay. I think Johnny knows how this game goes. And honestly, it probably would have been smart for me after I won the million to take maybe a season or two seasons off because people forget about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and when I'm there, I mean, that's just an easy way to put a target on your head, especially, you know, there are a few little winners. And Johnny has been dealing with the same thing that I'm now dealing with i'm just like johnny jr here but you know with a bigger dick (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that was that was kind of the next thing i wanted to talk to you about is the fact that there's always this dynamic and for the longest time it was on these challenge shows it was boom we're going after the rookies the veterans controlled the house and gone after the rookies. Now it seems like, and, and and I think as a viewer, there were a lot of people that said, I don't understand why the rookies don't go after veterans or why they don't throw them in. And maybe it was because it was numbers and they just didn't have the numbers to do it. But now it seems like it has flipped. And the whole goal is to go after the Wesses and the Ashleys <laughs> right away now. Is that accurate? Yeah, I feel like... One of the things that I, I, well, I feel like this season, I pray to God that some of my fellow vets took notes and took hearing to what I said a little bit, because after I lost, I did call out everyone and said, y'all are letting the fucking rookies run this game. Y'all don't see the numbers. You played this long enough. You don't see how numbers work. Um, You need to break up the numbers. It doesn't matter if it's a strong or weak person. Numbers will win. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They always do. Um. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> that <laughs> that it seems like it has flipped, where the oh, like yeah. veterans but, are oh, on the chopping block I right away. The reason I think that the rookies do have so much balls and so much power is that the other vets that haven't won or don't make it to the finals ever are sick of that. They're sick that you know of coming in third place or coming. Uh, getting eliminated right before the final. So they're more likely to help the rookies or work with the rookies. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I personally, I think that's what it is. I think, you know, burning votes or not coming together as one alliance is what it is. And people don't want to work with people they think might be able to beat them. But the way I look at the final is, well, the way I look at alliances is I want someone that's a beast in, you know, obviously eliminations, because that's where I fucking lack. But, I mean, that just means I'll probably get put down there anyways. But, you know, someone that's a beast in competitions that can win dailies. And also, like, will do good in a final, because you never know what's going to happen when you get there. And as long as I feel like I have a chance, like, I always say this with Cam. Do I think I could beat Cam? Yes. Do I think she could beat me in a final? Yes. 
Um, I just think, you know, it would just be a lot of hard work and whoever was the best that day. And I wouldn't mind that, you know, to run a final against really good girls that are my friends wouldn't really bother me. Um, but also, you know, I, I feel like, you know, she would definitely help me get to where I need to be at, in that final. And I think that's one way people don't look at this. Like they just look at, oh, well, Ashley has two wins. Not like, okay, let's break it down. Do I think I can actually beat Ashley? If so, who cares about her wins? Let's not let my ego get the best of me. And let's at least work with her for as long as we can. You know what I mean? So I yeah. don't know. People aren't. People don't think ahead. Well, you're, ta- you're talking about Cam, and we go back to last episode, the episode where you were eliminated, and I'm confused because maybe it was just the editing and how it was portrayed, your, your elimination mm-hmm. with Cam. Was your struggle mostly with the fact that you're, you couldn't get your rings off yes, or you couldn't build that I momentum know, I, to swing? Or no, both? no, no. I had the momentum fine, but every time I'd get the momentum, because I got the two hooks on there, but then because they were like the hooks were on me with zip ties but mine had two zip ties on it and i could not you know these little scrawny freaking arms i could just not get it off so you know trying to keep my momentum and trying to rip that off wasn't working so i would just say fuck the momentum and just started trying to pull and obviously that wasn't freaking working either so like at the very end i figured out I'm like let me put my knee let me see if i can get my little leg up inside this ring and i was able to and it ripped off real easy and i was like damn it if i would have just done that at the beginning i mean it would have been much closer yeah and, but, you, and you had two rings that fell right yeah well yeah because i was trying to rip him off and when i finally got it off it ripped out of my hand completely like it flew it flew away okay so oh and one of them i tossed actually (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean the fact that you got to come back i mean you've said it in interviews post show that um you i think you had about 10 days where you were just kind of wandering around or not wandering around but you didn't you get to explore iceland a little bit Hell yeah, honey. I was yeah. living my best life. I was drinking away my sorrows. I was embarrassed and I was depressed, okay? Honey, I was living. I was the Iceland has some of the best, freshest food in the freaking world. I was eating salmon that was fresher than woo, anything. And then the lamb. Oh, honey, I was living. I was going and they don't have about like maybe 30 cases in the whole country. So you don't have to wear a mask or anything. Everyone's super nice. I was like, the, they don't, they're not allowing in tourists. So I was like the only tourist there, you know, so everyone's like American and real friendly. I made girlfriends, honey. I went on a date with a boy. I was, honey, I was living, I was on my way to the airport and I get the phone call to come back and I'm like, Oh, I wish I would have been taking care of my body a little bit more the past 10 days. This is great. I'm sure everyone's been in there running. You got Natalie in there freaking doing CrossFit every damn day. Here I come walking in with a bottle of wine stumbling. Hey, guys. When, when Natalie eliminated you, I, why did you – did you just choose to stay in Iceland or was it like hey, – Oh, what, no, I, no, I always do. Oh, you so always after, do. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. after – after I get eliminated or, or make it to a final, I stay in the country, I explore, and then I go to surrounding countries. Gotcha. I would have been in actually Amsterdam, but my but Amsterdam closed off to all visitors like the night before I was supposed to go there. So then my flight got delayed by a day. So I would have actually been in Amsterdam um, if that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, just looking at your Instagram, you're in, your pictures on Instagram and your feed, you're like – 
all over the world and your, your pictures from every country like you are it a- used to be cool yeah but now it's just bikini pictures because i've been stuck in mexico well not stuck i picked to be i used to hate people with beads like that but it gives me a lot of fucking likes i mean even though most of my followers are girls so girls like my cool scenic pictures not just my tip photos please <laughs> <laughs> my god but yeah i would say this time last year i was not post you wouldn't see a picture of me without like a dope ass background yeah but nowadays did you you did you move to mexico for a little bit or were you just yeah i was there for like four months okay just like vacationing for four months i mean i guess you can call it i mean I mean, I don't know. I was doing the same thing that I'm doing here in Austin now, you know. Okay. So, but and I was also looking at properties to buy down there. So, okay. I definitely want to buy a property out of the country, and then I also I'm looking to buy a property here in Austin. So that's one reason I'm here. So Austin is looks like it's going to be your base for a, for a bit. <sighs> yeah, for a bit, but I'm not sure how long. It's like the bipolar in me, you know. <laughs> in a month, I'm going to be like packed up and moved. To God knows where. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, last year I packed up and decided I was just going to go backpacking, and I just went to Col- or Panama, Colombia, Ecuador, and I was going to keep going all the way around South America. But then COVID happened, and I got stranded in Ecuador. Literally, like the borders were closed pretty much. So I was like, "Fuck!" Uh, I guess we live in Ecuador now. So I was in Ecuador for like three and a half months or so. Wow, I didn't realize. <laughs> I did not know that. I mean, and you're by yourself. When you do this, you do it by yourself, or do you go with your sister sometimes? Sometimes by myself, sometimes by my sister. So two years ago, I did Asia all by myself for a few months. But this time, luckily, I had my sister because Ecuador quarantine was freaking crazy. You weren't even allowed to leave your house to take a walk after 2 p.m. or you would get big fines. So thank gosh I had my sister with me. And we get on, like, peanut butter and jelly. We're best friends, like, it made us even closer. So honestly, it wasn't that bad. We drank a lot of wine. That's for sure. We had dance parties. We cried. I got a huge house for only like a thousand bucks a month with a big, huge yard. So we were actually exercising and fucking we were thriving. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, we talked about your elimination with Cam, but the thing before it, which confuses me and maybe you can clear things up, is mm-hmm. maybe why? I mean, when you came back on the show, why did I, I thought you? We saw the conversation of you with Teresa. And Teresa's like, "No, you're good," and then she throws you in. What What happened that we don't know? That why Teresa threw you in, and did you expect to be thrown in by her? Oh, <laughs> well, you, I got voted in by the house because well, yeah. he's, Teresa's wanting. But uh, yeah. Teresa was going. Oh, honey, I knew. I mean. There'd be no way not to. She was going from room to room to room telling everybody that I was right on her ass. And if I, we wouldn't have got lost, I would have beat her and I could have beat her and Jay. And, you know, she won't be able to beat me in the final. No one will be, be able to beat me in a final. So everyone needs to vote for me now while, while they still can. And, honey, I heard it. I mean, she was saying it in the room right next to me. And then she'd move over to the next room. That's when I walked in on her and Teresa. I mean, you think that was a coincidence? I was just sick of her fucking... And here I am trying to save myself, so I'm going behind her in each room doing, I mean, 
I didn't play the game very well. I played it almost like I would say a West. I was just like, well, who do you think we could throw in? We could put in, I don't know, who do you think? Uh, you know, Gabby, Cam, I don't know. Fucking say a name, just not mine. Fuck. <laughs> you know, I was like, you got put in anybody. My mom, you think they'll let us put her in? No, but uh, so I knew. And um, yeah, I think that's the only thing they didn't show. There, that was the only reason behind it. She just slides straight to my face, and I knew yeah. she did when she, when she did. I knew she, I knew she did because I mean everyone was telling me like Ashley, she is going around, and I mean that's why she flipped some of my own friends. I think because people were afraid to piss her off, but people really don't understand that it's very rare that someone wins all the daily challenges. Like if it's a team, like a big team, like let's say the red team, the blue team, mm -hmm. if one team has much better skill and works well together, yeah, they're likely to win most of the daily challenges. But there's very few seasons where you get one team winning all of the daily challenges. I mean, Bessie and Anissa, they won, what, two? The first two, yeah. Yeah, and that is kind of, like, even unheard of. So it's like people are just not very fucking smart. Definitely Teresa. Definitely Big T and, you know, that's, like, goaded for me because I think she's trying to stay face with Teresa. Well, honey, if you don't know, Teresa's got a fucking target in her head, and it's going to be hard for her to dig herself out of that hole. And her little attitude I don't think is going to help either. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Fessy, and, um, mm. you know, first off, let's talk about the deleted scene. Little <laughs> What happened? <laughs> Little makeout session with Fessy that you had. Do you remember it? Number one, <laughs> like yeah. Oh, you do. No, okay. I do remember it. We were very intoxicated. <laughs> um, it was. Everyone's asking. Yes, it was good. It, yes, it came out of nowhere. I really don't know what the fuck happened. We just like looked at each other and started making out. Basically, I don't really remember that part. I don't remember how we got to where we got to. Gotcha. But um, yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 a story. And honestly, we didn't even talk about it the next day. Like, honestly, I pretended like it didn't happen like a teenage girl. <laughs> and I would like not even walk into the same room he was in because I wanted to jump off a building. <laughs> so you regret you regretted making out with Fessy? I mean, I didn't really regret. I mean, no regrets, but yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just did, did. I was just embarrassed. Let's say that. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I just grow. I haven't made it. I haven't made out with anybody for a long time on this show. I mean, it's been four or five seasons now. So. Oh, it has. <laughs> yeah, I haven't oh. really. Yeah, since Kyle, I guess, is the last person I hooked up with on Final Reckoning. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I, th I didn't I'm know you had turned a corner. A I'm a born again virgin. Oh my god, this yeah. pristine virginia. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I let me let me talk to you about Fessy for a little bit because Tell all of your single friends. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. we'll do. Um, I think okay. So Fessy is like this new. He's like the new it guy in this franchise. In that. His first season, he gets to a final. He gassed out, totally bombed in that final last year when I think a lot of people thought it was his to, it was to win. Um, I didn't even watch it. Oh, oh he that's good to know. He gassed out against Banana. Like, he couldn't – it was all the – it was the endurance stuff that he did not do well with. So he comes back. Oh. This is his second season. And so, I, I mean, like I said, I don't want to know what happens. I'm, I'm sure Fessy probably does well this season. However – this guy on Instagram and his social media platform is just running his mouth about how great he is. And I don't know if it's 
is this an act or is this guy this stuck on himself or what's the deal with him? And I'm sure you've seen what he has said, like his Instagram lives yeah. where he tells oh, everybody yeah. that, oh, I'm better than anybody in this franchise except maybe CT. It's like, dude, you haven't won. You've been on one season. You haven't won anything yet. Now, granted, maybe he's saying that because he knows the uh, the results of double agents and maybe he won. I don't know. But for him to say that the way he is right now, isn't it? it what's his deal? I don't know. I can't get a read on this guy. Uh, he's pretty fucking cocky. I mean, okay. He's, you know, he's the tallest one. He's good looking. So I'm sure his Instagram is just tons of tip pics sent in the DM. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's definitely giving him a big head. I mean, he does have the styles on the guys and he does well on the challenges. But sometimes I feel like, because sometimes I'll say stuff like that too. Like, dude, like people don't want to see me in a final blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you just have to reassure yourself. Well, at least for me, I'm kind of trying to convince myself or reassure myself so maybe that's what he's doing, you know. Maybe he doesn't do too great, and he's just trying to make up for—I don't know. But I, I do think he does well this season. But I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to make up for lack of confidence on the inside, so he's out outwardly portraying it extra yeah. hard. I mean, to call yourself the best player in all of the challenge outside of CT, he's done two seasons, and your yeah. politics is horrible. <laughs> you have literally no political game, whatever. I mean. This isn't a football game. Like, if it was a football game, yes, I would give him hands down. He probably would be one of the best ones ever. But this is a political game, and he's kind of doing the same shit that he did on Big Brother, burning his friends, going against his friends. You know, like... Yeah. I mean, if if every elimination was a strength thing, and every elimination was like Hall Brawl, then yeah, you probably would be the greatest of this show. But it's not. There's so many different things. Like, what if Fessy got to an elimination, and he had to do the thing that you and Cam did? Like... Anybody like Devin could beat him in that. I mean, it's just it's oh, all yeah, about you sure. know something like that. Like to just say that blanket statement just seems a little bit like I get what he's saying about physically he's the most probably put together individual um, out there, but it doesn't mean that you're going to win. You'll win Hall Brawl probably, yeah, sure, but exactly you might not win a ring competition. Um, you know, it's just, there's so many, there's too many factors for him to just be running his mouth and he's been on one and a half seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to not even win yet. I mean, yeah. you think with a mouth like that, he would have been like turbo when he came in and d- demolished everyone his first season. No problem. But yeah, that's right. Tur- that's right. Turbo. I forgot about him. Um, I would love turbo to come back and I would hope they wouldn't get along just because that would be fun as fuck to see. I would try to stir up some drama somehow. I would do my best. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> Has Turbo been banned or no? I have no idea. I know that after he threatened Jordan, you know, you yeah. can kind of get like a – make their insurance go higher or something when it's like that type of stuff when you, they feel like you're a danger. Um, and then they won't hire you back. So mm. is he fired? I don't know. I guess that's something you'd have to ask him. I, I I get too embarrassed to ask people their personal embarrassing information, so I would never ask. <laughs> um, going going back to your hookups, uh, th- not a not a huge thing that I want to go over, but something that you know, because in the beginning stages, like it was, it was like Ashley hooked up with a lot of guys from this franchise, which is whatever. Only three. It's only three. Okay, were Jamie, of- Jamie, Hunter, and Kyle. Jamie Hunter and Kyle. Now, were, yeah, were any of those? in your mind like were they all were they all game related or were you into like if you had to rank your serious interest in the three who would how would you rank one two and three versus 
Well, Not- none of them are definitely game related. I've definitely never. I just don't have that mentality to that's pretty much like having a sugar daddy and I don't hate on any girl that does but and I wish that I just maybe had a little bit less morals or my mom like didn't raise me a certain way because I just can't do it believe me there's been many a times in my life when I've been broke and been like just get a sugar daddy and I'm like fuck it I'll go to work I guess but uh, <laughs> so I mean it's never been like that a lot of I mean because I have hooked up with strong people I suppose but I never yeah. really thought about it like that Okay. Um, I just like people that are really sweet. So, like, with Jamie, he was, like, just so innocent and sweet. I felt like he was so nice. I like people usually opposite of me. Hunter, that was just out of nowhere. He's a lot like me, like, when it comes to loud and country. And I never, ever, 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 ever hook up with country guys. So, um, <laughs> and then me and Kyle were – and Hunter worked hard, believe me. He was wooing me for sure. He flirted with me and was giving me all the – the sweet talk pretty much and he definitely won me over and with kyle we were uh, just alike he's like still one of my good friends i just love him to death as a friend i, I guess what i would take seriously would probably would have been hunter but i mean i already told you how i feel about that mm. i don't see any of these boys as serious honey i live in a house with them i see them um you know what i mean in the mornings i hear their farts i hear their sex stories uh you know and they're kind of like brothers any girl that can start dating a challenge guy like 80 percent of the time is a better woman than me because i just don't have time for it <laughs> yeah it just seems like i mean look there's I, I i understand there's a lot of politics in the house and when you get there you know, you're confined in this bubble and, you you know, people, men and women both have sexual needs. So, yeah, it's very easy to hook up in that house. Well, shit, it happens all the time. bored as hell. Yeah. No what TV else is there to do besides drink and hook up? I know. Exactly. That's fight and fuck. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Drink, fight and fuck. That's basically yeah. what happens on that show. Um, like you said, they've kind of gone away from it. It's more game strategy talk that we see now. But um, like, well, can are, are you allowed to say what hookups happened this season that uh, we have not uh, been shown or no? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm allowed to, but I mean, the thing that just that happened that wasn't shown was like the whole, I, I'm not sure, honestly, how much they showed it, which I don't think they did. The whole Michi Liv and Amber M thing. Oh, God. So, yeah, Liv and Michi were kind of like super flirty. Um, and then him and Amber made out and hooked up i guess i don't know exactly what happened i don't know how far they went so don't quote me i, I just know for, at, at least they were at first or second base maybe more um and then she found out she lived found olivia found out she was mad about it threw like a drink in his bed or something so i mean that happened um gabby and fessy happened but i'm not sure if we're gonna see that later although i'm pretty sure it happened when i was there so yeah we saw the we saw the flirting and him laying the groundwork once, oh, Tori, yeah, so once maybe, Tori left. Once Tori left, I know, but I'm pretty sure I remember because we were when I got back into the house the first night. I think, yeah, we were, yeah, it was the first night because I felt awkward about it. We were all really drunk, and I remember us peeking in that little room that they have back there, their little red room that's disconnected from the actual main house. It's a different bedroom, hmm. and I remember us all peeking in the window watching. 
And then, and everyone's like, Ashley, come look, come look. I'm like, no, because I don't want to get, I don't want them to get that shot of me, like looking in the window and looking like a creep because I made out with Fessy a few weeks ago and it will look like I'm jealous or something. So, um, no, (laughs) they were watching Fessy and Gabby. I guess like make out, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. I don't like to say exactly because I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't remember. Okay. And, and I got in trouble by a cast member for saying something. We didn't do that. And I'm like, I said I didn't know. I said I was. that's just the rumor I fucking heard. But so I'm gonna not to, not trying to piss anyone off because I do have a feature in this show. So I'm not trying to make very many enemies. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it just seems like that's what we expect. But they really have focused like you said in recent seasons of focusing more on the strategy of the game rather than the fighting and the, and the hooking up. I mean, our views have been, I guess the best, was it last season? Like one of the best views viewers we've had in a long time. I so. Think so yeah. Yeah. So maybe they know what they're doing, but I just miss the good old days when the competitions weren't as hard and, <laughs> <laughs> and the people were more interesting, you know, they weren't just working out all the time. They were plotting and planning and like fighting with each other. So much more interesting for me. Oh, this this just came to me. I remember asking Bananas this. When when the show went from where the challenge was, the only contestants on the challenge were people from previous challenge seasons or real world and, you know, road rules, and then they made this transition. I can't remember what season it was. I know it was a particular season where they said, all right, we are going to venture into bringing in people from other MTV shows. And then they went even further and said, we're going to get people from shows from overseas are you a fan of the the OG or are you a fan of you're you're fine with them expanding into are you the one and you know Siesta Key or whatever the fuck they're I don't even know if anybody from Siesta Key's been on the show Floor Bama Shore I know has has had somebody I think um are you a fan of that or do you want would you rather it stuck to original I mean, I don't mind them expanding but sometimes they pull people that like don't make any sense like when they pull that uh, my partner on um, War of the Worlds one from like The Bachelor, like he wasn't. Oh, he you have, had Chase. That's right. Chase. Like he didn't have like the fire in him. You know what I mean? Like to be on the challenge, you have to be have at least one of your screws have to be completely loose or like lost. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> at least one. So and he just seemed like, no, like he was not going to be able to keep up because once you get down there, you can tell when people are going to turn the fire on. And like, you know, some, you know, some of the people they've cast in the past few years have just been a little bit like, they're not that entertaining. They don't have a huge following. I mean, some of them are pretty fucking fit, but it's, some of them haven't been. And you're like, okay. I mean, but you know, casting, they do a, but I mean, they interview hundreds of us each season or, you know, not all of us. I don't get interviewed every time, obviously. And then they give everybody personality tests, which I take, I think, every other time. So, you know, they have some crazy algorithm or math, you know, mathematician problem that they know what people are going to work together or who they want to work off of and then create the show that way. So they know more than you and I do. Yeah. (laughs) So, I I mean, they have their way. they, They have their reasons behind the people they pick and hell they pick me so as long as they do they can cast whoever the hell they want honey and the british people have cute accents but i'm sick of the girls because they have cute accents and they're pretty so yeah can it's so annoying it's like oh wow they're gonna be physically fit be freaking adorable and talk like that i'll just go sit in the corner over here 
Well, there's a, there's apparently so basically what you're saying is there's a method to their madness. They know what they're doing when they cast. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, the show has been on 36 seasons now, like one of the day longest I think reality show, and we still are getting so many views on a not very popular network. Yeah, I mean, no, think, I mean, it's just... think if we were on CBS or something. I mean, MTV, I love it to death. I mean, I watch it all the time. But I think that if, you know, we were maybe on one of those main channels, who knows the views we could get. Oh, for for sure. And, you know, the online world is blowing up. And I can see even if MTV decides to move on or whatever the case may be, um, this 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 could live on online forever. Like, people oh, yeah. this shit. Um, I wish they would. I wish they would put us online or do reruns or something because I feel like our show, The Challenge, gets the least amount of commercials, the least amount of airtime, the least amount of support. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could only imagine if we were, like, airing over and over again, like, some of the Jersey Shores. Or, like, you know, because whenever your main characters do well and get big followings, that's only going to help the show. But, I mean, also... I'm not a TV exec, so I'm just talking out of my ass, and I'm just grateful that I get to even do the challenge. So. <laughs> how, how many consecutive seasons have you been on? I feel like you've been on the last five, but I could be wrong. Is there one you uh, missed in there? I mean, no, I've done every season since 32. I took 31 off. Uh, well, I got punished for 31 because um, season 30, I quit. So the fir- very first day before we even like pretty much before, as soon as the cameras came on, I was like, no, this is so overwhelming. Like, cause I had done chance for stars and season 29 back to back to back and I hadn't stopped filming in months and months. So yeah. I just literally almost had a panic attack and I was like, I have to, like, I need a season off. So they punished me on season 31 and I was just a mercenary. Okay. That's yeah. Right. So, but that was cool. Cause I got to go to Spain. I got paid for fucking like, over a week's pay, which is nice as shit, and just got to go home. So I really wasn't <laughs> complaining. <laughs> I actually traveled around Spain for a month. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they need to, they need to almost have you as a staple on uh, every season. <laughs> it's just too, it's just too, you're too good TV. You know, your TV gold. So I, I mean, just like- wish I could stay longer. I'm going to really be working on these eliminations. I'm training upper body more. Yeah, And I just, I have to get out of my own head. Once I get that next elimination win, which will be the next time I ever see the elimination floor, put, mark my words on it, I'm going to win my next fucking elimination, even if it's against Natalie. Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a boxing match, that motherfucker's going down. No, I'm just kidding, but... Yeah, you, you've had a will, you've had a string of bad luck in eliminations. I That's know, very you know, and some of them have been a stupid fucking competitions. To be honest with you, the one against D was just straight luck. It was you had to knock the pots and get lucky. You got the right thing. Yeah. So and then this one is swinging like I was Peter Pan, looking like an idiot. So, I mean, the Nat- I the know. Natalie one was tough. That was that looked tough. <sighs> I know, but you know what? She is a CrossFit like queen, and she's yeah. and I've. I watch her Instagram and she jerks her body like that a lot to get those bars up. Yeah. And I mean, I've never jerked my body like that ever. It felt like I was having a damn seizure up there. <laughs> I was like, yeah. and once I was beating her at the beginning, but once I got back to that hump, yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, this is the end of that fucking road for me, buddy. I've, I'm on muscles and they don't show. But Steve, I kept falling out of that thing. Um, but I was pretty much, I was kind of doing it on purpose because I mean, it was freezing cold, literally like zero. And I could not even, my muscles were so cramped up and 
so exhausted. I was like, there's no fucking way. Let me just fall out of this thing again. I mean, I fell like a good three or four times, if not more. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah out of the, out of the like hand, the hand wrap and the ankle wrap. Yeah. I kind of would just try to shimmy my hand. Cause when I fell, what they would do was lift her up a little bit, but also I would just be hanging there from like my feet and then they'd have to lift me up on this platform to get me back up. So I got time to rest. These are like little <laughs> tricks, little evil tricks that only vets know. Cam was like, Hey, Hey, I, I had a bet with Leroy. You were trying to fall out of that on purpose, weren't you? I was like, hell fucking yeah. I was like, I was exhausted. She's like, told you. I knew it. I knew she was doing that on purpose. Well, you, you briefly mentioned it right there. Was it just cold as balls in Iceland the whole time? Oh, my goodness. It was so cold. One day it, it warmed up to like 60s, and we all put on our bathing suits and just sat in the sun. But the rest of the time, it was freezing cold. Before that long-ass mini final that we just did, yeah. it started hailing, hailing, hitting our faces. Like when we were having to stand in the line to do the game face in front of the camera, yeah. hail was smacking us in the face, and then we had to run through that freezing ice-cold water. Oh, okay. And I hate the cold. I tell you what, I'm blaming my eliminate my last three eliminations on the cold. On okay, the cold. like you don't understand. That's why I ran away to Mexico, honey. I mean, that's why I'm in Texas. I just have been running. Oh, I can't deal with it. I don't. I don't know. I guess from where I have no blood or something. I don't know. No heart. Was this was this the coldest challenge you've ever been a part of in terms of location? Oh gosh, Prague was bad too. I can't say which was colder. Which season? Were, which season were, did they go to Prague? What the season theme? before the, the 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 bunker? Oh, that's right, the bunker. Okay, duh. Mm-hmm. It was freezing cold, and I and I thought, you know, when they call me for this season, I'm like, well, they did a cold season last time, and everyone hated the way that like aesthetics were. It was so dingy and ugly, and I'm like, there's no way. I went. When they called me for the season, I went and bought like seven fucking bikinis. I'm like, I'm living in a bikini this season. We get there, or they call, we get to the airport and they're like, Iceland. I'm like, oh, well, they send us a packing list, and the packing list had tons of like sweaters. And I was like, oh, shit. Fuck! <laughs> I was like, I called the producer. I'm like, well, sweaters, no. <laughs> um. Okay, before we get to the, the end of the podcast where we're going to play a little word association. Um, I don't know where you stand on this in terms of who you're friends with and who you're not with, and you don't even have to answer it, but I, I feel like I have to ask it because it's the big thing kind of going around in Challenge World right now. Um, what is your take on the Tory Jordan ending and then the rumors of Fessy? Oh, Lord, Lord. Well, when I... <laughs> I've already got in trouble for talking about this, but you oh. know what? But, no, I'm I'm just kidding. I'm, but let me, I'll say my piece. So when I walk back in the house, I mean, the, all of the girls were telling me like, oh my God, I got so much to tell you. I got so much to tell you, but we're not allowed to talk until we get back into the house and they can videotape it. This was like on the bus on the way home, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And so pretty much, you know, the two main things were that everyone was kind of seeing where my head was and, tell me about Tori and Anissa and also tell me about Tori and Fessy. So, I mean, I was hearing all kinds of rumors. I also listened to one of her podcasts where she said, um, or or read her statement. I'm not sure. I mean, I think it was just her Instagram statement, um, but said, um, you know, that they were already on the outs before the season and they were taking a break. I mean, 
that's what was portrayed to us. Um, you know, that was never said. Um, also, Fessy didn't tell anyone that he actually had a girlfriend at home. So he was actually still dating that girl. Um, oh, F- Fessy was still with Haley when he did this season? That's that's the rumor. I mean, that's oh. what... That's what she. That's what his girlfriend Haley put out there. I that's, mean, she oh, that's said right. That. That's right. I read that. Yeah. So I mean, is <laughs> messy? Fessy is a freaking good little nickname they've got going for him because it's all a mess. Um, okay. I don't know. I think Tori's a good girl, and I can kind of see. I've kind of been in that situation before, where it's like you walk into a house and you don't know where the relationship is at. It almost it's like you're kind of reacting out of revenge you're lonely you're scared so there's a lot of feelings you have going on so it's kind of like a revenge or kind of like a a comfort to have someone actually you know caring for you and taking care of you while your partner you know has been fighting with you or whatever else you have it and her state her statement or whatever she said on her podcast though clearly said like no nothing happened in iceland with fessy I don't think anything did happen, to be honest with you. I think there was just a lot of flirting, you know, maybe touchy flirting a little bit. But, I mean, I don't think anything else happened. Okay. I mean, I think emotionally, yeah. I mean, you can see it. Like, the way he talked about her. Like, I've never, I mean, met anyone like her. And I'm like, bro, she's got a fiance at home. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah, that's what (laughs) was surprising to see him saying that in the ITMs and then, or professionals, whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it. Um, But, yeah, I... Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I had no idea that I don't think any of us had any idea or maybe the people, more people in the challenge world did that her and Jordan were having issues. I had. I didn't well, know. yeah, that's kind of the annoying thing about Instagram that everyone needs to remember that everyone has the perfect life and relationship on Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, she would be posting them and how much she loves him when really they're in a huge fight, I, I suppose. I mean, that would ha- would be the only explanation. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, yeah, I mean, that's confusing and I think, you know, that's why I try to stay pretty honest or quiet about every, everything that I go through. You know, if it's something that I don't want people to comment on anymore, I just stay quiet. You know, I've seen a few people throughout the past years, but you don't really see me posting with them anymore because I've learned my lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's end this podcast with word association. And this is just all about your contestants and you can either give me one word I want the first thing that pops to your head when I say their name, either a word or a short phrase. And we'll just, I've got 20 names here. So we're going to. Oh, fucking Christ. Okay. We'll pop them out quick. Yeah. We're going to rip through them quick. Um, All right. Here we go. Wes. Smart. Nani. Um, Awesome. I love her. She's like, she's actually one of who I love the most on the show. One of them. Corey. Um, Friend. I don't know. Dumb. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's my dumb friend my dumb friend <laughs> yeah all right uh bananas um legend <clears throat> kyle hilarious i'm kyle when kyle was i'll say this when kyle was first on the show whatever season he first showed up on mm-hmm. he, he annoyed the piss out of me now i think that guy <laughs> is awesome i i He's entertaining to me. Him and Leroy both are so much funnier than gets shown on TV because, like, they're just funny all fucking day. It's awesome to live with either one of them. They're hilarious. I, I think Kyle is just funny because of his accent. Like, he could sit in a confessional and say whatever he does. Just in his accent, it is so, like, 
I didn't know that people talked like that. It's just funny the way. He talked. Uh, but he, but he, yeah, he's he's grown on me. I did not like him at first. I thought he was, I thought he was too cocky for someone who hadn't accomplished anything. And now I was like, okay, this guy's got some skin in the game. He's good. I like. Yeah, him. he does. He's very good. Uh, yeah, underrated, I think for sure. Josh. Um, underrated emotional wreck. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, CT. Uh, legend, the challenge, <laughs> Jenna, um, blonde, <laughs> pretty. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say Jenna is pretty, blonde. pretty, pretty blonde. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan. Mm, great competitor, big asshole. <laughs> Never liked him since the first time I worked with him on Chance for Stars one. So really, yeah. I mean, look, you're not the only one that thinks that. I mean, but no, I mean personally, as it's weird because when it's not in the game or gameplay, because I hung out with Jordan, I smoked with Jordan outside in L.A. like during that Chance season when after him and I had fought. Yeah. He's actually really cool. He's really intelligent, and um, I think he just has a really hard exterior, and he's got a really bad competitive like problem like he he takes it too far to where it's like an actual fucking issue um but i mean he's a great competitor but i mean he's also obviously an asshole he doesn't know how to control it when it's game time well i think even even when tori was his girlfriend slash his fiance she would say that that when he gets in this game i just he's i know that people i know that people know that he's an i know that people think he's an asshole i mean it's what she said um all right cam uh, Killa Cam, she's a beast. Uh, she's definitely, I think, deserves to win. Here, here's one that I'm really interested in your opinion on. Mm-hmm. Bear. Uh, <laughs> crazy as shit. Literally, like crazy. Probably needs to see a therapist. I mean, a lot of us do. So I was just wish he would. Kind of. I mean, obviously, an asshole. I'm just not sure because this whole Georgia thing that's going on right now. So, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm obviously team Georgia. So, uh, yeah, I just think he's a dick. Yeah. I and mean, he's definitely, he's fame hungry. It's not even like money hungry. Like, this is what me and Nelson were saying the other day. If this show never went on TV, I wouldn't give a damn. If I had zero Instagram followers, I wouldn't give a damn. As long as I got paid the same amount of money, I got to hang out with my friends a few weeks, jump off buildings. Like, I would do that without the fucking fame. I'm here for the money. You know what I mean? And that's just mm-hmm. that's just the truth. I feel like he is addicted to the fame. And I feel like a lot of the UK reality stars get like that. And it's a cold, cold awakening when they realize that reality stardom is the bottom feeders of celebrities. And you're never going to be a lifetime celebrity. It's a fleeting. It's a fleeting moment. So just yeah. hold on to it while you can. And try not to take it so seriously and i think he's definitely taking it far too seriously and he thinks he's like some type of leonardo DiCaprio or something yeah and the stuff with georgia that's happened recently like that's awful if it is oh my god it's horrible if it is true yeah i mean i it sounds like it is i mean i I don't know i don't know why you'd be arrested at an airport if they didn't have something on you you know it seems exactly so um all right lolo Lolo, emotional, uh, great for reality TV, and uh, yeah, probably probably one of the best uh, athletes for reality TV I've ever seen. Her met. Yeah, well, yeah, Olympic Olympic track champion and bobsledder. Yeah, uh, I mean, not not because of that. It's because she's like not mentally all there like the rest of us, so she actually can <laughs> she can actually hang. Uh, Paulie. 
Paulie, he is a good friend. I think he's underrated because of what happened to him in that one final. Um, he's smart and he's a lot nicer than people know. He really is. He's not as cocky as he comes off on Instagram. Let's say that. Okay. Uh, Tori. Tori. Uh, she can be cocky, I feel like. and I, uh, I mean, but she's a really nice girl, too. I mean, I can't say nothing too bad about her. She's really sweet. My sister loves her. Like, she's fun to – it's hard. She's fun to hang out with in the real world. She's a nice person. But in the game, we never see eye to eye. So, you know, sometimes it can be hard to to look past that. <laughs> Car Maria. Car Maria. Uh <laughs> Funnier than given credit for, um, and definitely fucking made the way for all of us female challengers to take the lead, take our prize money, and take the win. She was the first girl to do it, and yeah, I look oh. up to her. Are Paulie and Car Maria ever coming back on this show? Have they been banned, or is it just, uh, or are they choosing not to? I, I, I've heard both, I, so I don't uh, know. I'm. If you, don't, don't if you can't they, say anything, that's fine. No, I don't know. Like I said, I hate asking people these, like, questions, even though, actually, I just was talking to Cara last night, half the night. But um, I just don't ask people these embarrassing questions. But in my opinion, I don't think they're uh, they're banned. I just think they're not getting invited back. Oh, not getting invited. Okay, yeah. So there's – okay, gotcha. So there's like almost yes. like three – there's almost like three options. Either you're banned – you're not even getting asked or you're choosing not or you're just saying I don't want to do the show anymore. I guess that's Exactly. Okay. Uh Fessy, which I think we kind of know your opinion on him. Uh, kind of the same as Tori Cocky, but really nice. Um Messy. I mean next season if Tori and Fessy come in together, uh which um I've had a combo with a couple people. I mean I think that's a high possibility as soon as they walk in they're going to be uh I mean, cuz they've been talking about each other. Who do you think is the best male competitor? Fessy, who do you think is the best female competitor? Tori. So it's like they're already like setting it up that they've still been kind of friends at least. So I think that yeah. they're going to be a fucking duo, uh, very dangerous duo. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention they were seen on vacation together. There's those. There's I know. Those <laughs> I know, um, right? Yeah. Um, Teresa. Um, OG. Uh, really smart. She's smart. Yeah. She's a cool girl too. I mean, we, we had some cool conversations. Do I like her gameplay this season? No, because it fucking got me out, but she's an OG dude. She's like, she's the literal definition. She's cool. Here's a good one. And there's, I'm curious about your opinion on Rogan. Uh, I like Rogan. (laughs) I mean, Rogan's my buddy. He's funny. He's crazy. Uh, why wasn't he on this season? I thought he was going to be a guy that's going to be like literally every season. Another guy that I think that he either is banned or got in trouble. Like a few people that had some old tweets. So oh, he had him some too. Old, mm. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so like rap lyrics and stuff. So like, yeah, he is an idiot. Obvious, fuckingly. We don't have to say that. We don't have to spell that out. But uh, so yeah, I'm not exactly sure. This is just me guessing. This yeah. is just. I mean, because we know I mean, that we know that. Pretty much D is banned for good. Like, we'll never see D again, it doesn't seem like. Uh-uh. Is Rogan uh-uh. in that boat? or? I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. I I'm, I try to stay clear of all, just all of it, to be <clears throat> honest with you. Uh-huh. You know, like, what he did was wrong, so I can kind of see it from both sides. Yeah. Um, Georgia. 
Georgia Harrison. Yeah. Uh, freaking a little beast for her size. I feel like she's one of the smallest girls that if she wouldn't have got banned, she would have been, uh, you know, a top competitor every season. Wait, she's banned? What did I, I miss? So, yeah. For what? Yeah. Something on the show or something I'm off not show? Sure. Off show, she had Instagram photos doing blackface. Oh, the, okay. Now, yeah, you're right. I, I, I totally forgot that was Georgia. I, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and then final one. This is another questionable contestant, but I'm curious your opinion on her. Camilla. Jesus. Uh, should I just cut off all contact with her? Um, she's just crazy. I mean, I cut off contact with her on the chance for stars pretty much after she punched somebody and was, I mean, it was just crazy. And then they invited her back for dirty 30. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully she's looked back at some of the things that she's said and done and reflected and see how it's hurt others. And she's grown now that she's a mother and you know, that changes a lot of people and I hope the best for her, but I mean, you won't see me going to visit her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I didn't know she was a mother. I didn't know she, she newly. What the hell do you know? <laughs> Seriously? I don't, I don't follow her. I just knew she was banned after the punching incident on champs versus no, stars she- and I haven't followed her since. Um, she, um, yeah, she had a baby on this. No, it's like a year old almost. I would suppose. I think she had okay. it like right after Amanda. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. and then one final thing for you. Okay. Is there okay. anything, I know you said no, no regrets, but is there mm-hmm. anything, whether it's something you said in a confessional or something you did in one of the challenges or eliminations that when you look back on all your time on the show that you were like, <laughs> God, I wish I could take that back. I mean, of course, there's tons of things. I mean, just think all of us, everyone listening, even you, we all have these memories of when you've done or said something corny, nerdy, embarrassing, you know what I mean? Made a fool of yourself. And as soon as you think of it, your face scrunches up and you kind of like look away and you shake your head to make it go away. You're like, shit, now why did I think about what I did in my senior year or something? So, I mean, take that and multiply it times a million because... That's how many people watched it, you know, or actually probably 2 million. Um, and that's how I feel with a lot of things. I mean, the whole real world season, I wish um, I could just get into a different dimension where that didn't happen and no one remembered it. That'd be perfect. Um, <laughs> didn't help that also, I spent the first 10 minutes of this podcast talking about it. <laughs> I know. I'm going to find you and kill you. <laughs> if something happens to him, it was me. It was, it was Ashley. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> God forbid, Jesus. Um um, also, when I didn't switch in War of the Worlds 2, I debate if I wasn't caring so much, if I had more time to sleep, if I would have been, if my brain would have been able enough to solve that puzzle faster. Um, I mean, it, a lot of the times when I'm drunk and fighting people, you know, yelling at car like a psycho. Throwing, I mean, I don't regret when I get mad during eliminations. One, because it's freaking hilarious. Two, I put people in their place. And three, it actually brings entertainment to this sports show we've turned into. So I really don't mind, like, me doing that. And usually it's pretty freaking funny, and I can literally say some good stuff to people. I put people, (laughs) say things that they need to hear. Um, But... So that doesn't make me upset, but maybe when I'm drunk and being a little too mean, I regret it. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So, you know, some of the stuff on my earlier seasons would definitely 
be that. I mean, I do feel bad, but I mean, when it comes to cussing at people like during eliminations or like nominations, like that's the name of the game and that's why people are tuning in. And if anyone takes it seriously, then they need to get off reality TV. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're good. You're good TV. You've been on it enough where you kind of know your role. You need to know how to be. I wish, Ashley. I wish that it was a role and I wish it just didn't come out of me like hot lava. Like, you don't understand. This is not like, oh, I'm going to say this so I can get more camera time or, oh, this is going to be good and the camera will zoom in. Okay, when I did that deliver deliberation speech last week, yeah. I was so hungover. I had no makeup on and you could see all of my <laughs> extensions. So believe me, I did not want any fucking camera time. I just, I can't hold back. And that's just me. I mean, y'all don't see half of my explosions when I get voted in or after I go home or anything. I literally, after this one, I called people. I went down the fucking line, Teresa, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Jay, I was like, Jay, you ruined your whole game, not for this season. The whole, I mean, I'm not afraid to tell everybody exactly how I feel. Then I'm like, okay, guys, bye. Love y'all. Also, fuck yourselves. <laughs> Love y'all. Everyone go fuck yourselves. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of a lot of those. Well, I certainly don't think, like, when I watch you on the show, I don't think you're acting because I just spent 90 minutes talking to you. And this Ashley that I this Ashley that I heard for ninety minutes is the exact Ashley I see on the show. Like this is <laughs> this is you. You're just a very. That's what I said. The only thing fake about me are these tits, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. What's the season where you came back with a new chest? What was the one where it all of a sudden it was like? Because I remember it specifically. I was like, wow, Ashley's. <laughs> Ashley's- it was after I won my first season. That's I was like, thank you. That's MTV. right. That's right. Okay. I guess you know what you want to hear something really funny, very well, a little inappropriate. I guess this season when I first got back, me and Corey celebrated, and I got we got really drunk, and I guess supposedly I flashed one of the cameras that was like in the corner, and I was like, "Thank you, MTV, for these amazing tits," and everyone was like, "The boys, the boys are like, thanks MTV for those amazing tits." <laughs> I didn't remember it. I think Corey told me or somebody told me the next day. I was like, oh, my God. I'm just going to kill myself. Yeah. I'll be in the bathroom vomiting. I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. But no, I came back on Chance First Pros 1, and I wasn't even six weeks after surgery. I was like before six weeks, and the first thing we did was have to fall into the water. I was like, oh, great. Oh. Did it hurt? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't supposed to be back for like eight weeks. Um, No. My doctor was like, you know what, like, You've already been working out, even though I told you not to. So I think you know your body well enough. And okay. I'm a pretty resilient little t- girls from the country are pretty resilient. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, one final thing I want you to promote. Um, I noticed on, I think it was Instagram yesterday, your Instagram story, where you've got some merchandise going now, right? No, no, oh, no, no. Not? I don't have merchandise. Not yet. I did start a Patreon. So I'm going to go live. After all of the episodes, I've been putting up weekly recaps. I'm talking about some stuff that happened in the old seasons, like why I quit season 30 exactly. And there's a little bit longer story. And, um, yeah, so I've just started that because I'm trying to get into just doing more of the blogging type stuff and YouTube type stuff. Yeah. So we're pretty close knit over there. I'm trying to get into the scene and get all techie and cool and um, get some cool swag for everybody soon. But, yeah, so go over to my Patreon. Everything, um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Patreon, Cameo is all MTV Ashley Brooke. I keep it simple. Yep. So follow me, people. And what about the um the the tank top that you had? My little cousin sure. made that. Okay. My little cousin. 
Yeah, you, you need to make that into merch for yourself. I know. I should. I should. I, I should call her and have her be my little merchandiser, right? I think she just has. She's um on the dean's list at Marshall University, so she's just trying to pay for her college, and so she's doing all kinds of cute little shirts. And this was just one she made specifically for me, and she can make for you or anybody else too, you guys. Um, she's got a bunch of cute stuff, but yeah, she's just my little baby. You know, I'm close with my family, so. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you yeah. so much, Ashley, for coming on. This was a lot of fun. I didn't know we were going to go an hour and a half, so sorry if I kept you long, but no, that was I didn't awesome. Even notice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That was a lot of fun. Yep. And uh, good luck in future seasons. We hope that um, you can add to that millionaire Mitchell. You're the only you're the only female in, the, in this franchise as of right now that has. I got honey. I got to win another million so y'all can change the name to multi million. Millionaire Mitchell. There you go. That's the that's the dream right there, honey. I'm gonna put out my vision board. <laughs> All right, good luck, Ashley. We'll be in touch. Thanks. Bye. All right, have a great day. Bye. Well, Ashley Millionaire Effin Mitchell. Um she was awesome. She certainly was everything that I expected and more. Uh she's just a ball of energy. She has zero filter, and I love guests like that. Like, I had an outline of the things that I wanted to talk to her about. You could probably see me following along with it, but it's almost like just wind her up and let her go, and she was great. I hope you all enjoyed that. I haven't had a challenge person on in a while. I'm watching Double Agents. Um, As I said, I recorded this Wednesday afternoon, so it was before last night's episode, so that's why we didn't get into anything that happened or give her thoughts on it. But... Wow. I mean, just a lot there. And there's so much stuff that we didn't even go into on other seasons. I mean, I only covered really the seasons that she won and her initial foray into reality TV. But my gosh, so much there. And it's so easy to interview people like that, that you know you're not pulling teeth for answers. It doesn't happen very often where I'm just begging for these people to talk. But she was like... I kind of suspected she was going to be good, and she was great. So hope you all enjoyed that. Thank you all for tuning in. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. And if you know, you know, I mentioned this in my column today. If you do leave a review, leave an honest review. Look, I get I'm not for everybody, and not everybody is supposed to like you, but I the last time I went to my reviews on Apple Podcasts was a couple weeks ago, and I saw like three one stars in a row, but then the comments underneath them had nothing to do with the podcast at all. It was clearly a vendetta or somebody trolling that just wanted to give me a one star. And it's like, look, there's nothing I can do. I can't change that. I can't go to Apple and say, this is a troll that's doing that. The only way to offset that is to get five star reviews. And, um, you know, look, I, I would appreciate five stars, four stars, whatever. Um, but just be honest if you're going to leave a review, not just say like, oh, you don't like me and talk about things that never even happened in the podcast. You know, I, there was one review, I don't even remember what it said, but it, or I don't remember the exact wording, but it was along the lines of giving me a one star because my podcast got so political. We are 219 episodes into my podcasting, the, the Reality Steve podcast. At no point has my podcast ever, ever delved into political issues, and it never will because I don't follow politics. If I make a sentence here or there about, hey, let's all get vaccinated so that we can get out of this pandemic and you know whatever, that's not political. If someone thinks that's political, you're acting like I spent 45 minutes in a podcast. If I said something here and there, 
I've never, ever made something political. So when I see a, a comment like that, I know that's a troll because I know they didn't listen to it. They're just going on my site to say something and, you know, bring my rating down. It's like, well, nothing I can do. But I'd appreciate it if people actually took the time to um, leave legitimate thoughts about the podcast. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And we will be back next week with podcast number 220. So for Ashley Millionaire Mitchell, I'm Reality Steve. We will talk to you next week. See you.